Welcome to Indie Music Podcast, episode 311, The Dip. Indie Music Podcast now has a Patreon at patreon.com slash indie underscore musiccast. And we invite you to become a member for exclusive benefits. For next to nothing per month, you can get members-only podcast video, early access to upcoming episodes, merch, and more. This morning, Matt and I get together for coffee and discuss The Dip, the cycle of ups and downs in business and creativity. Enjoy the show. Hi, and welcome to the Indie Music Podcast, the podcast for independent musicians and other audio professionals. We're your hosts. I'm Matt Denton, also known as Mojo of Ragged Birds Music. I'm a Bay Area mix engineer and recording artist. And Douglas Reynolds of Resonance Mastering, a mastering engineer in Bloomington, Illinois. All right. Morning, Doug. Good morning. <laughs> How's it going? <laughs> Got your coffee, but it's not, doesn't look very fancy today, I have to tell you. No, it's it's straight up, and it's, it's I haven't drank very much of it, um, so I shouldn't really even be talking to anybody right now. <laughs> I don't know. I'm I'm kind of like I've just been off all week. I have I'm blaming it on daylight savings time because oh, it has messed me up. And then there's also like these uh, like massive solar flares or something going on right now. Oh, that's right. I heard about that. And uh, you know, if, so if you're kind of into that thing, uh, <laughs> like a disruption of uh, energy, and and then. I've definitely been feeling something, so. I have, yes, my energy has definitely been disrupted. I've slept in more this week than in any time in recent memory. <laughs> and here we unusual. are, a half an hour late, you know, because <laughs> I slept in. Oh, is that? <laughs> I was laying there and I was going, you know, we just talked about self-care. I can get away with this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did not sleep in. Well, maybe a little bit. How was your travels? Uh, travels were actually good. We were, uh, we were out of town for a couple of reasons. One was, well, it was, it was time, but we were up in Sacramento so that we didn't do any back and forth. We had a couple of concerts to go to for our son, who was a music major up there and he had his midterm concerts. So he had one concert band concert and one jazz band concert. And, uh, that was fun. And so then we kind of played tourist a little bit and hung out in Sacramento, went to the train museum and just kind of relaxed. It's nice. nice to get away. And then we picked up our other son at the airport on the way back. So now we have uh, our two college kids back oh, in the house for a week. <laughs> yeah, for spring break. Should be interesting. <laughs> I have nothing n- near as interesting to to recount about my week. It was just another week. <laughs> just another week. You yeah. know what? That's okay. I have plenty of those. So, so we, yeah, go ahead. No, I didn't. No, no. really, I insist. <laughs> I didn't have anything I was just going to talk about um, what we were going to talk about today. Yeah, uh, me too. Unless, unless you had something else. We were going to talk about like like workout exercise programs, right? Oh, yes, absolutely. Definitely. <laughs> uh, pull-ups and dips. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, I wish I had a spot to do dips on. You can do them on chairs, but it's just not the same as having parallel bars. Yeah. I know that's not what we're talking about. Talking about kind of like... So slow yeah, spots. when when things are slow in the studio, you can do some dips and some other Push-ups. exercises. You know, Jack Lalane <laughs> kind of thing. You know, and uh, do people listening even know who Jack Lalane is? If they don't, they can go look him up right now. Yeah, I go look him up. He was great. <laughs> I used to watch him. Yeah, I didn't used to do the exercises, but I used to you know admire his his arms were very large, <laughs> <laughs> and he was a very you know he's a fun peppy guy. Sure, this was back in the days of black and white serial television. Probably, probably the first, the first mass uh, produced fitness 
program. Yeah. Yeah. I would, yeah. I would say definitely. I would say so too. Yeah. I, I, I can't think of any other contemporary of his that was like uh, on TV and all about fitness and just, and it wasn't just, I think it wasn't just working out. I think it was like general health. And fitness. Yeah. I think he was Nutrition. selling some products and stuff like that in that. In the, oh, no doubt. But yeah, <laughs> they all do. <laughs> but yeah. But anyway, dips, we're talking about when your studio gets slow. Is it studio or when maybe it's when your creative creativity gets slow? Uh, yeah. You know, it could be anything. And, you know, are we, we're kind of thinking like, uh, like a kind of a parabola of like a uh, roller coaster flow of whatever it may be, you know, um, your chi, whatever. A low spot in your flow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, um, yeah, first I think I'd like to say that I think that's kind of it's natural. It's it's yes. I don't think it's uh realistic to to say that you're never gonna have those things because it's kind of something that's out of your control. There's a lot of outside influences that can can kind of impact that. And for me, I'm kind of speaking in the context of of let's uh, of studio and, uh, and business work and business. Um, right. And, uh, but I think that this applies to a lot of things. I know uh, you mentioned a book in our conversation, uh, mm -hmm. yesterday or day before that rang a bell with me. I didn't have a, a chance to go look back on it. I am like almost positive that I read that book or I have to go look and, and I don't remember. It was, was it the dip? Was that the name? It of was it? the dip at Seth Godin. Yeah. And I picked it up at the used bookstore. I didn't realize it wasn't as, I mean, it's a, it's basically a brand new copy, but it's not a recent book. It's from about 10 years ago. I want to say. Yeah. So it's very possible that you read it. I, I'd like to, I think that let's, let's not try to g go general first. Let's let, I think that I'd like to talk about business lulls and, and downturns first and then broaden it if that's okay. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's kind of, um, cause I'm not really sure what to broaden it on. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm thinking more in terms of business. Uh, and, and when I read that or a book like it, I can't remember. And this would have been around mm -hmm. in the early two thousands that I, that I read this, um, about the same time that I read like seven habits and stuff like that, uh, yeah. uh, at the time. And, and the, the cyclical nature of some businesses, especially like if you're seasonal is a good example yeah. of, uh, when you have lulls, uh, when you're out of season for whatever it, it happens to the product or service that you're doing, you know, so, uh, imagine that, uh, you know, uh, you are a Halloween business, you know? Right. <laughs> so at Easter time, if you're not into the Easter goods, then this is kind of a dip point in your business cycle for you, you know? And right. I think, and that's an expected thing. Now there's also times where, business just dies off and, and maybe other things that you depend on people and their creativity and things like that are going through whatever cycles that they go through. And sometimes you get everybody that you work with is kind of going through that cycle. Mm -hmm. And so you've got your dip that you're, you know, that you're working with at that point. Right. I think what I'd like to get out of this is kind of talk about how do you get through your dips? What do you do? Yeah. I think there's a lot to that. I mean, all, all businesses are cyclical in the sense that there are some boom times and some bust times. And uh, even if it's not a completely seasonal thing, like, you know, the Halloween business where you basically one month out of the year is your entire annual income, like, or, or 80 to 90% of it. I mean, people are going to buy costumes year round for one random reason or another, but that's probably a very small percentage. And theoretically, you could offset that by, you know, in at Christmas time becoming a Christmas business and Easter time becoming, you know what I mean? Yeah. And just making yourself a holiday store. I don't, I don't think a lot of businesses do that because that's, you know, that you're, you're, 
you're xing your inventory by however many different complete product lines you're taking on um but i think that there are natural downturns for instance i know that june i think we may have touched on this before june is a natural downturn for a lot of small businesses because in june so many people are focused on you know the end of the school year or the end of the fiscal year or they're all they're caught up in accounting and they're caught up in other things and they're not doing their normal patterns of whatever they buy during the month and i just think that there are frequently just kind of like natural downturns but whatever the reason for downturns i I, i'm curious to find if we have different answers for how you get through personally or say freelancer or small business dip what do you do when business is not coming in what do you do when you have a slow time how do you cope with that i mean i ideally you've saved you know a, a couple of months of income as as padding to get you through living expenses for um for those times when you don't have income directly coming in that's like one of the first things that is recommended that you do as a as a small business or freelancer is start saving for those inevitable slower months right yeah so hopefully you've done that but beyond that what do you do when you don't have you know the a project or a business or i mean a um a client or what do you do what's the first thing that comes to mind besides like trying to drum up business what do you do when you're just kind of between things you know well well you said not trying to drum up business and that's really what i do uh yeah. when, when things get slow so I, I start thinking more in terms of uh of, of marketing and outreach. And, mm-hmm. and, uh, sometimes it might indicate that, uh, my client base is a little too thin. I need to, uh, broaden mm-hmm. the base and, and have more clients. The, the thing is, is though that I, I, I continue to find that in adding more clients that there's still a cyclical nature. And mm-hmm. in the years that I've been doing it now, it I, I can, I can pretty much expect that, um, starting in somewhere in November, through December, January is going to be a lull. And I think Mm -hmm. that people kind of finish up their creative cycle uh, on writing music and things like that, or, and get into a planning phase of what they're going to do for the next year at that point. And, you know, and they've already, uh, you know, been pushing for the releases for, uh, for the holidays and Christmas. And those have come out ahead of time, you know, or Mm -hmm. that work has already been done. And maybe the release dates are 30 days out, but at that point I'm already done. So, you know, and then springtime always seems to be the upturn in, in right. the parabola. And uh, June has not been typically a low month uh, for me. It seems like mm. the... Uh, December, January. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The whole Christmas time and thing. I think uh, at least with the people uh, and artists that I work with, that mm-hmm. that's a time of uh, kind of refreshing renewal uh, recharging creativity and figuring out what's coming next regrouping. Um, yeah. yeah. I think that's natural. And I just came through that too. And that's why I thought this might be a good topic. Um, I'm starting to see th- things come back around. I do think that, you know, people take the holidays off, even creatives take, you know, they get busy with other stuff. Yeah. And, you know, I've always, <laughs> I used to go into the holidays going, okay, great. I'll have extra time to, to work on songs and <laughs> you actually have less time because you have all these extra things that you don't normally do, yeah. you know, holiday gatherings and preparing for family to stay with you and all this other stuff that isn't part of your normal routine and takes more time and not less time. You don't have the free time. It's all taken up. So yeah, that whole period. Plus, you know, everybody knows it's good to actually take time off. Even if you're creative, just to 
recharge your batteries, renew, regroup, and and look forward. So yeah, so I'm just kind of coming out of that myself. I find I do kind of trust the process a bit, and I when I have you know between projects, I I either do I feel like you can either you know work you you inevitably you will inevitably inevitably you want to kind of work on your business right so it's a time to kind of reflect on what processes uh can be streamlined what can be let go of what can be doubled down on um you know hone your craft if you feel like there's some area this is a chance to say okay maybe i'll take a little course or i'll read a book or i'll i'll uh, do some practice work and and see if i can uh really dive deep into these, you know, for instance, like equipment or plugins that I haven't had a chance to really, you know, put into my workflow. And, uh, it, yeah, it's kind of like a, for me, it's like a working on your business kind of time, like time to look at all of the things that you do, what can be dropped, what can be streamlined, what do you need to, what have you been putting off? You know, like you have a mailing list. Oh, I need to get a newsletter out and I've been putting that off because I was busy or whatever, that kind of stuff. Yeah. I, I, I was listening. Something came into my head, and then I kept listening, and then I, I lost what was in my head, um, which is fine because I'd rather be listening and than thinking about what I'm going to say next. But at the cost of not knowing what I was going to say next. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, Courses. Well, I I have a tendency to take a look at at other businesses that do what I mm. do, okay. and especially those that continue to appear that they're they're uh, steadily busy all the time. Mm-hmm. And, and I think the, the difference, or at least one difference maybe is the volume of clientele that those businesses may have, you know, mm-hmm. uh, and they're the larger than I, than I am, you know? Oh, and, and the other thing I was going to say is, is that the, the low periods are a time where you become distinctly aware of your overhead. True. And, um, and it's a really good time to take a look at what, uh, what expenses do you have? And, and do you really need them at, uh, at, you know, at that time and, uh, you know, what, uh, what's important to continue, you know, fundamentally for your business uh, and, and what kind of stuff is fluff that are nice to have, but during your, uh, during your little time, maybe uh, back off uh, a few of those $10 a month uh, uh, subscriptions and stuff like that, you know, and, and cut where you can. And for me, I've always approached kind of my business structure as a, to keep it as low overhead as possible all the time. Mm. So that I can, and, and that's really so that I can minimize the cost transfer to clients, keeping my my prices as low as I can, while mm-hmm. still making money that I need to make on it, and finding that balance in there. And if right. I if I jack my expenses up, I I I, I lose that ability uh, to be competitive, you know, yes. because of overhead. And so I th- all year long, that's a that's a good thing to be conscientious of, but. Definitely during times of lull, because those those overheads then are, are what are going to eat away uh, your reserves. You know, so if you've yeah. got <clears throat> you know six months, you might be able to extend that, uh, extend that to eight by getting rid of um, some things that you you don't need during that time because you're not serving the clients or whatever that uh, that whatever that expense was made it worth having during yeah. your busy time. You know. Yeah, thanks for mentioning that. That was actually on my mental checklist of things to bring up, and I did just do that kind of go through what are my recurring expenses, what can I what can I drop, what what can I do uh, more cheaply or you know with a different service or whatever. And yeah, I I did drop a couple of expenses that I I didn't utilize over the last year because you can kind of this is a good time to look back and go okay I I paid for this subscription did I use it you know that kind of stuff and cutting your expenses is is a is a I mean. 
even with with your personal finance or your professional finance, you know, there's two ways to get, have more income. One is to bring in more money, and the other is to cut the, cut the out, outflow. Right. Right. <laughs> so yeah, that is a it's a good time to do some focus on some you know accounting and some subscriptions and some uh, cost cutting. Yeah. Um, other than savings, do you uh, have any like okay, it's it's coming in November, and I'm gonna okay, these guys they're getting cut. Uh, because I know that it's going to get slow and I'm going to uh, be proactive about that. I don't do that. Mm. I, I, I take a look at it because I keep being hopeful that yeah. uh, it's, you know, we're going to stay busy, but, uh, but I do continue to have that, that same kind of lull area uh, time period every year. And I think it would behoove me to just have a calendar of when I start cutting things that I know that I don't need ahead of time. Cause that's an additional month of expenditure that right. I probably could have saved on, you know? Yeah, for me, it's more of uh, I only add things that I think I'm going to use for the business. And if I look back and say I didn't use this as much as I thought I would, then I will cut it. Uh, Because often it's either it's either a monthly subscription or an annual subscription, right? So I do put in a calendar reminder, okay, cancel this before this date (laughs) so that you get the most out of it. So now let's 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 kind of take a step sideways and, and rather than thinking about the financial and things like that, there's, there's like, there's an emotional thing, a psychological thing that goes on with, uh, with this little period. And, mm-hmm. um, and so what kind of, uh, strategies or, um, mechanisms do you put into play to try and keep your morale up? Um, right. And for me, it's trying to do something, even if it doesn't work, it's trying to, to do something uh, mm-hmm. and, and it's a kind of an experimenting, experimenting time to, uh, does a particular type of, of ad work or, uh, is there a particular, uh, genre of music artist that might be better to, to try and connect with, um, during this time than other times of the year? Um, well, that's interesting, you know, so, in, so things like that, um, um, is there anything that you do, you know, to try to focus on, on how you can, um, build? And and soften that dip. Um, I do kind of trust that the dips come and go, and I do take a take some time to reevaluate kind of everything: what's working, what's not working, where can I cut, where can I boost, where, what skills can I bolster, what skills can I practice. But in terms of morale, uh, a lot of what I do is either practice projects to keep my to keep my chops up and to see if I can you know get my workflow streamlined work work faster work better um but also i'm active in some you know like twitter communities and and facebook groups and just like talking with people in the in the same kind of at the same kind of level we're doing more or less the same kind of thing and um kind of uh that helps helps me feel like i'm on you know still going forward and not just receding <laughs> you know what i yeah. mean because you can feel like you're receding instead of just continuing on a path, you know. Well, but sometimes maybe you just need to back away and take a break. Um, also and- that. And, um, yeah, the book that you mentioned, The Dip, though, whether it's the one you read or not, but it's the one that I just read. And it, it's a, it's more about, it's less about the cyclical nature of any business or venture and more about basically the soggy middle of any venture, that area where you're past the bump of you know initial energy and enthusiasm that gets you going in a project and you're in the soggy middle and deciding okay should i power through this and on the other side 
this this is now the the crucible that you know gets all of the 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 posers and people who are not that invested in this venture to fall off and if i power through to the other side i will now be one of the survivors um i feel like that's kind of true not just of any profession but like any even any venture has a soggy middle and i think we've talked about that before how that can be like when you can't see the shore and you can't see the finish line yeah and you're not really sure where you are and it just feels like i don't know where i'm going i don't know you have to kind of muster your own energy and 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 these these dips these periodic cyclical dips in creativity or your business venture can feel like that too on a smaller scale and it's not that you feel like you need to quit because it's not working out uh, which is kind of what the book is about but it's more like where do you come up with the uh the wherewithal to <laughs> to keep going yeah. um with and just like trust that there's success on the other side and that's hard for creatives who are like i don't know where my next song idea is coming from i don't know if uh, where my next you know my next cartoon idea is coming from do i still have what it takes it's there is definitely an emotional component to it whether it's a creative venture or a business venture you know trusting that but if you've done it for a little while you can kind of look back and go okay we've been here before you know right December, yeah, we we went through this last December. <laughs> I, I, if you journal, you know, for instance, you can, or or you can possibly even look at your ledgers and go, oh yeah, this happens every year at this time. I can just trust the process. Yeah, if I recall, at least in the in the book that I read about this, uh, is that there he, there was illustrated a, a really large main trough, but there were other successive in, in a successful business in the end. There were mm-hmm. uh, there were many troughs along the way, and yeah. you know, and, and, but they were as as it, they were succeeding and building and and growing. There, uh, it was kind of on an upturn, you know. But but mm-hmm. there's always things that uh, that get in the way of of your you know always uh, increasing progress and things like that. There's right. a, there's always times where you're backstepping. Um, right. and that was kind of you know it was drawn in a, in an actual illustration in the book as I remember it. Um, oh yeah, I have the book you're talking about, and um, I, is it is it Principles by Ray Dalio? Oh, that might be it. Yeah, where instead of success and progress being linear, he shows it as a series of loops where you iterate and oh. you fall backwards, and it feels like you're regressing, but what you're really doing is iterating and regrouping and learning from your mistakes. And yeah, it's basically, it's an iterative process that looks like this. Right. Um, good book. Bit of a bit of a textbook. I mean, it's it's a thick read, but <laughs> it's a good read. But yeah, it doesn't matter what you're doing. You're always going to backstep before you step forward because you have to learn and grow and and iterate. So there's yeah. I mean, it's it's almost like we started out talking about business, but it really applies to just about anything. Yeah, but you're always going to feel like you're stepping backwards before you step forward. And I always like the idea of the iterative nature of things. Um, rather mm-hmm. than just a, a a forceful plow through. You know where you're. Yeah. You know, because uh, the iteration is where you're actually like uh, you conceive of something, you uh, implement it, you learn from it, and you come back and you replan the next time, and mm-hmm. you know take what what's working or or adapt to changes, and then run through another uh, uh, cycle. You know, if you will. Yeah. You know, and um, I get you know on, on the large scale, in your little time, how are you adapting? To try and make that so that it's not as severe or actually becomes 
not a little time anymore, you know, um, which it, it has always been kind of like, Oh, how do I, how do I, yeah. how do I soften the, um, uh, you know, that, that time period of the year. But I, yeah, I had, you know, it oh. is, it is what it is. So it's just part of my business chi. Yeah. I have two thoughts on that. One is that, that this, this concept even applies to like muscle growth, right? Yeah. Like you have to push the boundaries so that, so that you, you know, you stretch the limits of it and then you have to have a rest period or else it doesn't regrow. Right. If right. you just keep going all the time and that, that goes into the next thing that I want to say, which is that you don't want to go, 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 go constantly without ever having a chance to regroup either. You kind of want those little periods to be able to stop whether it's, self-imposed or it happens naturally where you can stop and go, okay, am I on the right track? What do I need to work on? What do I need to regroup for? I mean, if you're go, 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 you, you sometimes you don't have a chance to, to do that iteration sometimes. And you're like, sometimes you're just going down a path without, uh, without seeing what's next or without questioning whether, you know, you might want to diversify a little bit to cover those lulls or, some other iteration that helps you succeed better in the future. If you're just continue going on a linear path, you don't know. Right. I don't think we answered anything today. <laughs> no, but I think the lulls happen naturally, whether you're creative or you're a business owner. And, um, well, most musicians we know are technically business owners because they're selling their products or selling their merch. They're selling their. Yeah. I think a, a lot though, don't, uh, actually think of themselves that way. Either. I know. I know. And then the wonder why the lulls happen, but, it's a natural part of any business or creative venture that you're going to have periods where it's kind of a downturn. And at the time it can feel like, you know, you want to extrapolate that to, Oh, this is a permanent direction I'm heading, but it's not, it's just a, the cyclical nature of everything, you know, yeah. creativity has seasons. There are times where you, I mean, you can't, as, as you say, and I say, I quote you all the time. I say, you can't pour from an empty cup. Like you have to refill the cup at some point. Right. Whether that means that you're taking a break from songwriting and you're just kind of experiencing some life so that you have something to draw from, or whether you're, you know, your business has a downturn and you see that as an opportunity to cut some expenses, retool your processes and, and, uh, refocus your advertising and move forward. Yeah. And there's a couple things, you know, that whole, you know, that pour from an empty cup and you know that one's kind of about, you know, energy and, and, mm-hmm. uh, um, uh, but it, but it's still kind of a giving based thing. And then, yeah. uh, you know, likewise, you, you can't, uh, give from a clenched fist, you know, <laughs> yeah. you know, so, um, you know, which is also kind of a giving thing. So a lot of that is, and this actually is a kind of a theme that's come up, uh, more than one time in the last couple of weeks for me is, um, uh, in my head, I, I go, yeah, I'm, you know, you, you've, uh, you've got to give to receive and whatever that right. is. And, um, you may not necessarily know what it is and, and that you're giving or what, what you may receive, you know, and, and that might be an, just an energy transfer. I'm not mm-hmm. really speaking of like giving money to get money or anything like that. It's not, right. that's not what it's about, but it, like relationship building, you mm-hmm. know, um, if, if I am, um, always keeping myself reserved and kind of alone and solo, it's hard to build relationships. But if I, yeah. If I uh, reach out and um, and you know, and a good way to to do that is to uh, to look for opportunities to help someone else, mm-hmm. um, and that might be some questions on social or or whatever where you th- you feel that you can contribute and help them. Uh, you know that's that's like a that's building a relationship, and yeah. 
you know, and you can you can do this in lots of uh, of different ways, and and those may, those relationships are what actually end up turning into um, working relationships many times. You know, if you're right. if those people that you're that you're reaching out to and helping um, uh, may end up coming back to you. You know, and mm-hmm. uh, you know, and returning that favor through through work or helping you with referrals or you know whatever that that may be. So I always think in terms of how can I be of uh, of service today, uh, right. you know, in some way, and uh, because that that's always paid dividends with regards to at a minimum building friends, you know. So. Yeah, and I'm I'm the same way. I, I kind of overextend myself <laughs> sometimes offering to help when I know, uh, you know, maybe I don't actually have the time, but I will make time. Um, but uh, I was just thinking that even relationships are cyclical. Sometimes you'll talk to somebody a lot, and sometimes they'll you'll be busy or they'll be busy. I mean, even even those have ups and downs. Yeah, you know, like everything. Kind like of we talk a lot on Saturdays, and then just a little bit during the week. Yeah. <laughs> right. you get busy during the week. <laughs> Yeah, that happens. Yeah, <laughs> and it's not something to be uh, you know, anxious about necessarily. Yeah. But you you have a good point that you you know you have to put yourself out there and extend yourself and be vulnerable and be willing to help yeah. and 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 that takes provide. a little bit of of uh, not caring and 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 it's mm-hmm. not 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 caring about others but not caring if you're vulnerable or not caring uh, if uh, if you get embarrassed in some way or whatever and it's it's right. it's dropping that it's that egocentric stuff and yeah uh, ego kills everything yeah. ego is ego is the death of, of 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 everything in my opinion and it took me a long time to come to that yeah um, that thought but i mean yeah, we do we, this here you know uh, <laughs> this podcast it's uh, we take a a, a risk Every episode, you know, <laughs> and uh, and if you recall, this is like the most uncomfortable thing that I'd ever done in my life, and here we are, three years later, uh, yeah, and and it's still not. <laughs> comp- now that we're on screen, it's still even. Yeah, let's even let's make this even. Yeah, what 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 can we do next? You know, like, <laughs> but anyway, let's get on screen first thing in the morning before. <laughs> <laughs> so. Yeah. Well, anyway, think, anyway, yeah, listeners, I hope that and viewers, I hope that we have thoroughly confused you this morning. Because <laughs> uh, you know what Matt and I were talking about before we got started is let's see if we can just really screw their heads up. Yeah, that's that's it. That was that was our goal here. I think we've I think we've achieved that goal. Yeah. I think we've uh, <laughs> thoroughly confused everybody on a Saturday morning. <laughs> yeah, we got uh, listeners and, and and viewers are like, you know, you guys. I really appreciate you letting me know everything that I'm I, uh, that I'm not going to do, and uh, yeah, you know, I'll take a, I'll take my own road here. I'll take my own road. Yeah, <laughs> I appreciate you putting this out there so that I know I can go some other direction. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Yep. All right, everybody, have a great week. Have a great week, everyone. Thanks <laughs> for <you>. listening. <laughs> Peace. Well, that wraps up another episode of the Indie Music Podcast. Please like and subscribe, share with your friends, or just leave us a review on iTunes if you like what you've heard. Find our social links and episode guide at IndieMusicCast.com. Until next time, keep creating.